Hello friends, uh, my name is Steve and we're here somehow uh, through flat tires and, and uh, misunderstandings, but we are here to discuss <laughs> The Mirror's Truth. We had planned on reading up to, up to chapter 34 and I goofed and read up to chapter 33. <laughs> And Dan had a had a emergency today, so um, so we'll we'll try and dance around chapter thirty three as much as we can. Okay. So um, so anyway, the uh, the intro music is from Michael R. Fletcher, and it's on his YouTube channel, and that'll be linked down below. Thank you, Michael, for allowing us to use your music for the podcast. So, the mirror's truth. What did uh, chapters twenty three through? 31 and a half and or 33 or 34. So what did everybody think? <laughs> Victic's thread. Thought, sorry, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Dan. No, no, you um, go. Go. I was saying Victic's thread was really interesting how that whole thing played out. Um, that mm-hmm. I I really enjoyed reading that. It read pretty quickly, these last hundred pages. And I think, yeah, last time i felt like it was flagging a bit and i was getting a little bit bored i wanted to get to like the main part of the story or what what felt like the main part i think now it's um yeah we still aren't there and like we still don't know what's going on with the farmhouse etc but victic's thread was interesting enough to keep me (laughs) yeah i think i i felt pretty much the same it's like this part was way more interesting mm-hmm. than the previous part, I thought. And Victic's part is the most interesting part of all this, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the in chapters, I'm always like, oh, whatever. <laughs> uh, let's read them to get to <laughs> Victic's part, I guess. I don't know. And Morgan's chapter was interesting. Mm. Um, but yeah, those are right now the most interesting ones to me, I think. Yeah, yeah. Stellan's interesting because like I'm not interested in her that much I don't think like I know she's she's um what's the word I'm looking for she's tortured about something she wants forgiveness mm-hmm. or she doesn't really want it she wants to be punished for something she did uh there's indications and maybe we will find out about it eventually for we haven't we don't have a backstory for her right uh, so we don't yeah. know what it is that she thinks she needs to be punished for. And yeah, that, that part of her character is interesting. But other than that, I'm super interested in what's going on with the with her relationship with the swordswoman. Uh, I will break something if that ends poorly uh, with betrayal or anything. If she dies, that's fine. But if it ends with the, <laughs> with the other woman betraying her, I will break something. Or maybe rip the book. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm really curious where that is going. I think the swordswoman... I'm really warming to her character and I want to see she's different from anyone else we've met in the world. She seems like an actual decent person, which is different for this world, or at least like not anyone we've met so far. And she's also mm-hmm. one one of the only two sane people we are following. Bedecked sanity is TBD. So <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think she's a really interesting case in this book I'm, I'm enjoying reading her uh, as a character especially from Stellan's point of view mm-hmm. I'm just I don't know Stellan's just like I'm I don't know what she's doing that's the thing I like I don't understand what why she does the thing she does <laughs> right yeah yeah it's 
don't yeah. know. It's almost like needing... Killing is a need that she has. Like she needs to steal and I think that killing is sort of... She considers that stealing is that life stealing. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I feel like she stopped herself from sorry, um, trying to kill uh, Leiptig. Is that her name? The swordswoman once. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think it was written almost as a need that she was uh, fighting hard to not fulfill. So. Yeah. Yeah. Other th- yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Maybe it's you're right. I mean, killing is somewhat stealing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think you, yeah, this, there might be a connection to one of the books you're reading right now and, and discussing in some of ever. Uh, I think Steve, you're reading it too, but yeah. I, I don't think you guys are there yet <laughs> about killing and stealing and stuff like that. It's, uh, there's somewhat of a connection, but maybe we'll... Which book? <laughs> oh, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, no. I'm not going to tell you, but yeah, you're going you're gonna to figure it out, I think. Uh, but yeah, I, I assume that what happened in the past was something along that line. And it's like, oh, like her sister or something was killed... Mm. by someone and that's like stealing that she considered that stealing from her something mm. like that you know yeah yeah or a lover or whatever something like mm. that yeah that that makes and sense and that's what caused her kleptic thing and that's why she has the uh, scarf that she steals from random women mm. um i assume that's you know so what makes me think but maybe not mm. yeah yeah and but I guess we'll see. Yeah. That to your sense. point about the the swordswoman being like a person, I think she's. I think she said something like, "Is this all there is?" Kind of like almost ready to give up, or almost like almost feeling hopeless about the whole thing after the oasis. After they went to the oasis, and mm-hmm. um, she kind of stopped and said she needed to rest, and she kind of seemed like, "Why? <laughs> like, what's the point?" Yeah. Like whatever fuck are we doing, yeah. right? Yeah. I would be like, what am I? Why am I going around? <laughs> For what reason am I doing all this, right? I, it's perfectly understandable. Did she say that? Remind me. Uh, did she say that while she was in the oasis, or um, after they escaped? That <laughs> I think it was after. After yeah, that yeah. makes more sense. Yeah, I like that. Uh, she lost all her inhibitions and just started asking Stellan questions about the scar- scarves when she did that. Yeah, that seemed unlike yeah. her, and the explanation made a lot of sense, I suppose. Yeah, I yeah, I wonder why she's with Stellan though, because yeah, yeah, because yeah, why, why? Yeah, it it doesn't. Yeah, I'm having difficulty. At believing that someone like her would have trouble finding someone to like her back so I don't know does she just find Stellan cute or was Victor right that um, he she kind of had no choice so she uh, decided to make the best of a bad situation yeah but now she has mm, choice right yeah. but maybe so. at the time she decided she liked but so far at least for us we don't have any reason to like Stellan there's 
nothing to like about her so far. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get is it is it only like physical attraction? I guess that's the only thing I can understand because otherwise, yeah. like she hasn't treated her very well. I I think that's true. Um, I don't. I guess we we're missing all that part in the after death. We don't know what happened. Yeah, but... yeah. I assume something happened. Mm. Maybe I don't, I don't know. <laughs> why? Why does Stellan like her? I I still don't know the other way. I don't know either way. Why? Why do they like each other? I don't. Yeah, Stellan. I mean, I I know we joked about this last time, but it seems like she <laughs> falls in love with everyone <laughs> who who's yeah, yeah who know. hangs out with her even a little bit. Does she? Maybe I. I think of all the of all the mad or insane we've met so far, she seems to be the one with the highest degree of self-loathing, um, with the most intense self-loathing. Mm. So does she feel like anyone who gives her the time of day or even acknowledges her is worthy of her affection? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think we're going to understand until we read yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. It just reminds me of, what was it? Another series of book I read about, what was it? The Engineer or something trilogy, something like that. The KJ Parker one? And maybe, mm. I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's something called like an Engineer trilogy. Mm. I don't know if you, you read it. No, it's been on my list. Uh, the one by KJ Parker called Engineer Trilogy is on my list. I don't know uh, if you are referring to the same one though. KG Parker? Maybe? Uh, Let me see. I think it it Mm. is. I think it is. Anyways, uh, (laughs) for the whole whole book, I was having trouble because of maybe the way it's written or something. I I wasn't understanding if, you know, what the writer wants us to, if I was if I knew what the writer wanted me to think about this character, mm. you know, mm. like, is this character, am I supposed to read this as the truthful thoughts of this character? Mm. Or is this supposed to be deceiving me in some way? Mm. Uh, or is, I just couldn't understand. And then like for the whole series, I'm like, I don't understand what this guy wants <laughs> and why he's doing the things he's doing. Cause I kept waiting for like a twist or something. It's like, Oh, that's not really, the plan he has, that's not really... But it never really came. Mm. I don't know. Because mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was all a setup to make me think, oh, everyone thinks this guy's, you know, has this objective, but in the end he doesn't. Or he was thinking, like, five steps ahead. Or he had something else in mind, right? Mm. And then it turns out he didn't. Um, and I was just very confused because of the writing style mm-hmm. and like I, it's it's a bit like Stella I don't understand what I'm supposed to think about what her motives are mm. you know yeah like what does the writer want me to think about her yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know because I'm sure he has an opinion about her and about what he wants to do and like stuff like that but uh, I, I just don't I don't get it. I don't get it the way I get the other characters, right? I think they're kind of different different degrees of shitty, like, much, <laughs> you know, like, um, 
but yeah, I think Bedeckt and Witchstick have because Bedeckt has a code. You know, he has his code that he lives by. Mm-hmm. Witchstick has his motivations of he wants to be the greatest swordsman, and that that serves as mm-hmm. kind of a distraction for him, something to occupy him, his mind. But Stalin, it's, it seems like she's very conflicted. Like what? Because she goes back and forth of I'm going to kill them. And then, like, well, maybe I won't. Like, <laughs> I'll figure it out when I get there, kind of thing. Like, yeah. So you, you don't know, like, what she's. So does that make her more or less interesting? I guess as a reader, or is it um, frustrating? Yeah. Oh. She says something about planning. Uh, it, the way that section was written, it felt almost like it was a profound revelation about the character like when the swordswoman asked her uh, I don't remember what it was in response to but she said uh, if I plan uh, and things don't go the way um, I meant for them to does does she say something to the effect that it would make me a liar if the plans don't go the way I want because she doesn't talk about success or failure she talks something about not being a liar, if I remember correctly. Hmm. Trying to remember, there was something about. Yeah, and I didn't feel like what she said was very profound, but the way it was written, like with the gaps and like a single line and everything, it felt almost like it was supposed to be a revelation about the character. So, yeah, I was. I don't know, does that give us more information or insight into her character, perhaps? Does she just not plan anything? She just decides on the yeah, spot? Yeah. Whatever yeah. she does? In in the first book, we saw her have disdain for Bidek Dennis' plans, and that's a thing that Bidek keeps reliving, too, when he thinks about Stellan, that his plans all go to shite. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to shite. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think she had an explanation for it in this book, um, or in specifically in the last hundred pages. But let me see if I can search for it in the Kindle book. Yeah, there was something which I also was it a bad passage for when you're mentioning. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. But I guess I don't know. Like everyone pretty much plans ahead like even if you don't want to yeah. to expect any outcome right you, you say oh i don't expect anything so i'm not disappointed but you still subconsciously do yeah. right yeah 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 I, it wasn't about disappointment though that that's what was interesting it wasn't one yeah. of like the typical reasons that people usually give for not planning like i so i don't have to worry about success or failure or disappointment it wasn't quite phrased in those terms if i if I remember correctly, I don't know. I could, for all I know, be imagining. No, you're things. right. There was something. <laughs> trying to find if I can find it too. Because uh, I was like, I read a passage and I was like, oh, I should mention it tomorrow and I'll definitely remember it so I don't need to mark it. And But now I'm forgetting. <laughs> I don't know if it was something like, oh, you know, it feels like the writer is talking to us instead of. Yeah. Uh, was... I, I can't find it anymore. Or maybe it was your passage. I don't know. That does remind me of something. Um, maybe. 
Um, oh yeah, yeah. Here, okay. Now I know. I found it. Um, it's well, it's on page one eighty one in the Kindle book. I don't know if it's the same one in the paperback, but it says, uh, "Wait, yeah." Uh, don't know. I'll decide that when the time comes. Oh, yeah. I'm intentionally not making a decision. Stellan swallowed and pushed on. She never told anyone any of this, and it felt odd to share such a deep part of who she was. That's why I thought that it was a big revelation about her, mm. because of this line. Uh, Victic would have mocked and bedecked, blah, blah, blah. Decisions are pointless, because you never know when you'll need to change your mind, and if you've already decided something, you'll make a liar of yourself. So she doesn't want to be a liar. That seems to be really important to her for some reason. Hmm. Well, but then after that, she says, oh, so you're not lying. But she said, no, no, I was lying about lying or something <laughs> like that. <right? laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, she's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what what she wants. It's like, oh, I want to kill him, but he's my friend. But Morgan wants him dead. So I don't want to do that. So like, it's like, what do you want? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, maybe it was fair. Yeah. yeah, I, I did think that it would have been interesting to, I don't know, maybe show the internal thoughts of Stellan. Um, you know, if you're saying something like, oh, you want to portray her as, oh, she's not making decisions. She's like maybe constantly flip-flopping lies and stuff like that maybe have some like internal stream of consciousness and she's like you can you know see the description of her thoughts like jumping around and you know not wanting to think into the future stuff like that mm -hmm. right to just show how in the present she is and not making any decisions until the last moment yeah yeah um, i thought that would could have been interesting mm -hmm. but anyways yeah yeah we, we saw her overrule Bidek's plans because of disdain for them, but it didn't feel like a yeah. fundamental principle of philosophy she had about planning. So, yeah, that, that's interesting. Yeah, she seemed more like impatient, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I just want to get it done. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so, Bidek, when <laughs> uh, he. We found out. Well, okay, I don't know. Yeah, okay, it's not in the chapters you all have read yet, so okay. I'll get to that next week. I'll have to remember to talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't think there was much bedecked in these chapters, right? No, he was mostly much. just being injured and... Oh, um, yeah, you read the chapter where her sister came out of the mirror, right? Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, bad chapter, yeah. yeah. Yeah, what did you think of that? Which... I feel like it's building up to reveal that Bidect is the most insane of them all. <laughs> Even more than yeah. Morgan. <laughs> Did anyone else mistake uh, the dream that Victig had? Did anyone else think that it was Bidect he was seeing um, and not the hurt and scarred version of himself? We're, I was yeah. confused about that because they're they're both missing fingers now. Yeah, yeah. So he's got the exact same scars as Bedecked, I think. So is Bedecked some future version of Victor? 
from a different mm. after death or something does, does it work like that huh. i thought he was subconsciously getting in like modifying reality to get injured in the same places because of how he felt towards the decks mm. sort of mm. you know yeah um, but it could be like you said. Yeah, that seems less likely. I don't think we've seen anything in the world so far that would explain that. It just would have been cool if it did happen. But I think it becomes clear by the time that chapter ended, I think. Or maybe in a couple of chapters. The next time we saw Victor, that he was seeing himself pretty much. Right? Mm-hmm. Because he had... Gotten yeah, so, so yeah. good, so insane and badass with his swordsmanship. <laughs> I I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that he's got it so good now that he can wear a bed sheet and just defeat six people while drunk, like nobody's business and injured like hell. <laughs> yeah. Is that uh, telling us that his delusion about being the greatest swordsman is so powerful now that, you know, even an injury as bad as the one he has isn't getting in his way? Because, I mean, there's no way that would work in in the real world, of course not, but even in a fantasy world where (laughs) injuries mean something, right? (laughs) Or maybe, maybe he was actually really skilled all along Mm. and he was not... It's the same as, uh, you know, the, those movies like, oh, you know, you were skilled. You had your, the strength inside you all along. Oh, yeah. It was not. <laughs> That's the lesson. This is actually a heartwarming story about <laughs> finding yourself within. Yeah. He yeah. was actually good. really bad at convincing people. He was just really good at swordsmanship <laughs> in the end. <laughs> It's really a feel-good story about believing in yourself. It also means Morgan is a terrible god because he was wrong about uh, Victig being the greatest swordsman because he's convinced the most people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who knows? Could be carrying him. Mm -hmm. Well, did did Morgan say that? I think Morgan just said, you're the greatest swordsman, right? I don't think he said why, right? I don't remember. Maybe you're right. I I mean, I seem to remember he said that Many people think that you are, so you are. Uh, but mm. yeah, no, you, that's probably true. But yeah, I don't know. At least now he's more interesting, mm. I guess. But still, he still wants the same stuff. <laughs> it's... You know, at least he has a plan. You know, he's trying to. You know, we know what he wants. You know, <laughs> what he's trying to get, I guess. <laughs> There was a scene... I don't feel like he would... Yeah, I'm oh, sorry, Dan. Go ahead. I was like, do you guys think he would be able to kill the deck? Like, let's say he's capable of doing it. Would he have the heart to, to do it? Would he have the heart to kill the deck? Um, yeah. I want to say no. I... Hmm. I, I, I remember Stellan deciding that she's going to not kill Bedect and it seemed that her motivation was to uh, not give Morgan what he wants. Or am I misremembering Victig's motivation as Stellan's? One of them had that reason. Yeah. 
I think Stellan was was not wanting to kill Witchig because that's what Morgan wanted. So, mm. um, yeah. Hmm. There was um, there was a, a section in the when Bedek or uh, yeah Bedek talks to the mirrorist mm-hmm. and talks about when he finds you f- you're finding your friends may well be what kills them. Um, and that the something reptilian is following them, and he's st- he's still thinking he can out outwit her or outthink her. Um, okay. But um, there was also something that I think might be setting up something later in the series, when Stellan and the Swordswoman are talking in that in chapter thirty. Um, I've heard stories of strange people crossing the the. Gazakt mountains are washing up on the shores. People who can't understand our words, who speak something different, who suffer strange delusions unlike anything we've ever seen. Mm. So I think that's maybe setting up something for later with the world being bigger than what we're seeing here and and what else might be out there. So maybe we'll see that in the maybe the end of this book or the next one. Mm. Maybe. Let's hope so. Mm -hmm. Some weird... um delusions born from you know weird uh, I, I don't know like different um, <laughs> religions or thoughts or you know mm. cultural um, environments mm. I guess hmm. oh yeah possibilities are endless right mm. yeah in theory yeah hmm. I don't know Oh, uh, that dream that Victig had, he, mm-hmm. um, it started with the man saying that uh, he killed a god, right? A very old god, mm-hmm. was that it? But he's older than the oldest god. Does that, yeah, I'm, I'm very curious about that. Is it Victig, Victig did not kill Morgan even once, right? That was direct. So, is this foreshadowing that Victor will kill Morgan and this is years later or centuries later he's still on his quest to um, be the greatest swordsman in all the worlds or is that someone else um, like Victor yeah that the dream had a lot I'm curious what the other parts of it meant the part that wasn't uh, Victor, if it's just there f- to be to make it an interesting dream, <laughs> or um, if it actually means something for the world, it must mean something. Mm. It wouldn't be there otherwise. <laughs> yeah. It could also be that if which because it, it says he killed killed an old god, it could be that he was in the after death, and time moved slower for him, and he came back later, and mm. time had moved moved faster, and. And then um, non after death, he came back maybe. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'm thinking too much into that. Mm. Wait, how would that work? I guess if he was, if he went to the after death, they would have called Morgan an old god because Morgan had been in the, in the first level longer, been older, and he, time would have moved slower for Witchtig, and he would have been not dead yet. Yeah, because time moves faster in the real world, mm-hmm. right? Okay, okay, yeah. Maybe, I don't know. 
Yeah. That could work. Very sneaky, making them look alike, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they look exactly the same. And, and they could also be bedecked. So... <laughs> Or is this like some endless cycle of swordsmen or warriors? <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Oh. But maybe they'll all get destroyed by the dragon. <laughs> we can all hope. Yeah. The dragon's <laughs> coming for them all. That's, oh, that's why it's shaking so much. Nope. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, I guess there was the chapters with Morgan. Mm. Yeah. Uh, which he seems. How do I say? All of these, all of these um, delusionists seem a lot of them to fall into very predictable traps. Mm. Sort of. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, you really should have seen that coming. Sort of. Or it's like, you know this guy is working against you. Why are you trusting anything he yeah, says? Yeah. Right? Why are you even talking to him? Mm. Yeah. It, is he... I'm trying to figure out Morgan's sort of mental age. Are we supposed to think that he's still the 10-year-old who believes easily? And because, well... If that's true, then the other kid is manipulating him, no problem, like an older person, like someone older than 10. So, yeah. But is, is he supposed to be older than 10? His, if his mirror image should be the same yeah, age, yeah. right? Actually, probably even younger, because I guess he was born after. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, born. like, that, the age assumption also breaks. Like, if we're supposed to think that he's naive and... Uh, easily believing his mirror image is the same age and not behaving the same way so yeah yeah I don't know he believed Koenig now he's believing Nacht to do whatever he tells him yeah if I guess maybe being evil makes you smarter <laughs> <laughs> more cunning well, I think his Morgan's delusions are kind of holding him back because he's he's worried worried about everything being clean and he's not really making strategic decisions. He's making decisions based on his delusion. So his reflections, kind of like Connig's reflections, weren't identical um, or like the same as they were. They had different characteristics. So um, uh -huh. Notch maybe um, have different delusion or have different. <laughs> delusions of his own um hmm. but we did we did they did mention that his uh when when you ascend your delusions ascend with you so whatever delusions you have become gods too i guess whatever do yeah, yeah yeah they ascended with him and uh there was another mention about morgan on uh i don't know if uh it's in on the paperback it's 233 but um mentions that his sorry, find it. Um, he, uh, the faith of his followers defined the boundaries of his influence mm. outside of Sabathus few worshipped the uh, Gobrine godling through the temple and can't pronounce that but soon changed that there would be more than one way to wage war so it's almost like he has a rate kind of like the slaver did he had like a 
a radius. So, mm-hmm. and it depended on how many people believe, how many people believed in him. Yeah. So I think all that's pretty interesting, and he's yeah. So, but then, how did Nacht project himself to Victic? Isn't he also bound by some mm-hmm. rules? He should be. Also, isn't he? Shouldn't he be way less powerful because? normal people don't know about him so why would he hmm. have you know yeah oh interesting yeah or is he how is he still connected with morgan i assume there must be still be a connection right because otherwise why would he care about replacing him so there must still be some sort of connection but he seems to be able to do like he's not appearing through mirrors right he's just appearing in front of morgan right he can travel through mirrors right it's like any other uh, mirrorist illusion um, or at least it seems like they can move across mirrors or show up where there are mirrors or can you only reflect morgan when he's there no well i think it kind of changed when he jumped out of was it a window or a mirror and he tackled mm. morgan it seemed like something may have changed yeah. can morgan travel like that like can you almost like teleport? Because it seems like that's almost what Notch is doing. Mm-hmm. Is almost like teleporting. But Between does he have the same skills mm-hmm. as Morgan does, or does he have different abilities? Because he is a god too. Mm-hmm. But if if it's limited by who believes in you, then it, are they separate godlings, and do they have their own like radius of power, or mm-hmm. does he feed off of Morgan's god? Yeah. Uh, belief. I don't it seems so far like Noct is trying to build his own following, right? Or he's trying to do something to build his following, it seems like. But also about the mirrors, let's say all reflections can move between mirrors, uh, regardless of whether or not the person reflecting them is there. Um, the I guess what is what defines no (laughs) what the city boundary defines for morgan is the radius of his power right he can still move outside of it he just won't be able to exert his delusions with any power so uh is nakt's ability to move across mirrors a delusion or is it some is it just how he travels so he can go anywhere he wants Hmm. Yeah, because it seemed like the the other mirrorists had they have to. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but they said the mirrorist delusion is also different, right? They some mirrorists are just like trapped in a room or something. Some can travel between the after death and the real and the world of the living and so on and so forth. So. I think that each delusionist is r- r- slightly different. Mm-hmm. So there's no rules which you can apply to all of them, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So probably, yeah, this one, I guess, its own thing, I guess? Possibly, yeah. Maybe this is Nox's delusion power. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But then it shouldn't last outside of Selbstas. Whatever. Yeah. The city. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, But yeah, I don't know why Morgan thing. 
I feel like Morgan should have known or should have done some test or something, you know? Yeah. Don't yeah. be tricked like that. Yeah. He has enough information sources, right? He has a lot of people in his power to command and he just did a thing that feels pretty dirty very easily. Just, yeah. Yeah. If I was, if I had like a, you know, some guy that was myself, it was trying to kill me, whatever. <laughs> um, and, and he was giving me advice. I would do something like, oh, just flip a coin and do either do the thing he wants or the opposite. Mm. Right. Yeah. Something like that. Because you know he's not arguing in good faith, mm. right? So either don't listen to him or just write. <laughs> I don't know, because if you do the opposite, then he'll figure it yeah. out. Yeah. But. Like, you know? Yeah, like use more math. Do you need to conquer that city like tomorrow? Like collect some more information, send some spies out. <laughs> Instead of going out and leading an entire army. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Um, but I guess he does want everything to go perfectly. Um, well, he did. But, he did turn the yeah. one. I forget his name. The one commander into a spy, right? Yes. Again, sort of falling for Nuts' uh, plan, mm -hmm. which I was like, I don't know. That seems kind of suspicious, <laughs> you know? Yeah. To be doing yeah. this, it's like, well, why? Why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah, with with Koenig, we knew he was manipulating uh, Morgan. We knew what Koenig wanted him to do, and he did the opposite. He told him to do the opposite. With Nacht, we don't even know what he's up to here. Yeah, I was trying to think also, like, okay, so we know, I guess, for the lessons, not the lesson, but oh no, uh, Morgan wants everything to be perfect, but things being too perfect it's negative for people and also pursuit of perfection makes him you know never be good enough right sort of um but okay so that's the negative thing about basic theme. so the opposite in theory should have some negative things about the way you know what mm -hmm. i mean what's the parallel uh failures of knocked i guess mm. interesting because it's he's a mirror of um, mm. Morgan, yeah. right? So there should be mirror failures, I guess, or maybe just being evil is just, just you just win. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you do. <laughs> Anything is fine. You don't have any problems, any compulsive behaviors that <laughs> you know will crash your plans just by virtual, um, you know, being what they are. Because I, I guess if, if it's the opposite, then he wants everything to be wrong, mm. sort of. Everything to be damaged. Yeah. Uh, so does that mean that he can't run a functional government because he <laughs> wants everything to be corrupt and damaged? <laughs> Is that his problem? Yeah. That, that seems like a reasonable assumption. But... Yeah, what does opposite really mean, right? Like, because to your point about compulsions and obsessions, would his need to not have anything perfect or keep everything imperfect be a compulsion? Or would he be an opposite in that he doesn't have compulsions, you know? 
because it seems like mm. like Koenig's doppels they had they had different characteristics and they kind of took pieces of him or things that he lacked mm. Mm. or his um his self-doubt or you know like um abandon abandonment and there was um where the I already forget the other doppels were but they were like his own they they seemed like they were filling gaps in his own personality that so maybe that's what notch is mm. maybe yeah because i guess we don't see him being troubled by all the perfect stuff mm. right because if that was the yeah. case he would have been like oh you know i can't have this being perfect it yeah. makes me really <laughs> there, <laughs> it makes me feel weird there's dirt <laughs> missing on this part of my face let me go rub some mud in. <laughs> it's too clean everything is too clean that could be interesting though if he developed something mm. like that like, oh, I'm too clean, too clean. I need to be more dirty. <laughs> right? Yes. Oh. Well, I guess we'll mm. see. And he's, uh, so Noct is also trying to, um, trying to get Witchtig to prevent Stellan from killing Bedeckt. So you have to wonder what that motivation is. I mean, what, why, how would that benefit him if they survive? You would think you want them. Well, Morgan wants them dead, I guess. Yeah. But. Maybe he doesn't want someone else to take control of Morgan because he's still tied to him. Mm. And if someone kills him, then he can, you know, by the law of, um, not, uh, you know, translation. No, you know what mm. I mean? Uh, that person kill that person. Yeah. That kill that person. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah. Maybe he just wants to prevent that. The we don't know yet what Bidek's plan is to quote unquote stop Morgan is right. Um, so maybe his plan is something that will benefit Nacht in some way in his own mm. godhood and as ascension. Could be. Yeah. If you really want to turn your brain into a pretzel, if <laughs> if Nacht kills someone. In the after death, does he go to Morgan, or does he serve? Does whoever knocked mm -hmm. kills become his, or does he become yeah. Morgan's follower? Interesting. There is supposed to be just one original, right? Yeah, that's a great question. If what uh, the doppelgangers do or reflections do, if they kill someone, do they then become yours or the originals? If you become the originals, do you inherit the deeds of the... <laughs> <laughs> I hesitated to bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> you said, I like how you said if you want to turn your brain into a pretzel, like it wasn't already there. <laughs> now yeah, it's just really pretzels like... chained together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel maybe, I wonder, I wonder if this... You know this sort of setting would be better framed on with a because we're approaching this from a mat you know we're trying to explain the magical system mm. right and that's the framework which a lot of fancy books adopt now in which fancy is a science with rules mm. sort of you know what i mean it's like a force of nature and there's rules and you follow these rules and you can predict what happens and other things right mm. um but i was wondering maybe it would be easier to follow or something if it was just more framed like folk magic or something in which there's there's no fucking rules it's just a free-for-all sort of mm. you know what i mean 
so you don't have to think about all these things and it's more about i don't yeah. know i wonder yeah well, well i guess the question is for both of you would you find this less interesting if it was just like whatever happens like there's no rules or would that bother you that there's not a designed set of rules at least to to have these kind of like questions of what happens if so-and-so kills so-and-so and I, I think do do we as like people who read fantasy do we do we crave that kind of thing just to have like a world that's has a certain box like like fits into a box and there's rules and mm-hmm. or would it drive us crazy if there was just like anything goes mm. more than rules i think i care about consistency like if something if x leads to y in some situation then that must work again like you can't pick and choose what works and what doesn't based on the situation um mm-hmm. yeah rules like i think if we start getting into rules we get get into discussions about hard and soft magic systems and what we prefer and what not yeah. um yeah i think more than anything else I, and I, i don't like the use of the term magic system <laughs> uh it's really just a world yeah. with different physics if you will Um uh, mm-hmm. so yeah if the world behaves consistently whether the magic is explained to us or not even within the world if it's just some uh mysterious source that has some power that's fine but like yeah don't do one thing one time and another thing the other time i think that's what i care about the most mm, i see that's a good point i guess yeah but i don't know if maybe i don't need that i don't know i I feel like from if you wanted to make it more horror then you would explain less and have mm. less of the, you know making people think about how it works sort of I guess mm. and keep it more mysterious because not knowing makes you more s- scary mm. I guess Yeah yeah um, But yeah but it makes it less I don't know how would you say um Yeah like less that you can try to predict or something um yeah hmm. more unpredictable maybe mm. yeah it's a great point about having not having that those that framework because would this become more of a horror story if we didn't have that framework and we didn't get it like things explained because the first book explained like the first half of it explained a lot of how the how things work in the after death and we learned a lot about the the world and the way that thing, things work so if we didn't have that i think it would be more of like a horror type of book than a fantasy mm-hmm. yeah yeah i guess yeah i guess it depends what you're mm-hmm. looking yeah. for yeah and to be honest there's not i don't know i remember a while ago i was trying to find some horror fantasy books and it couldn't find much mm which is weird yeah You know, there's a lot of contemporary horror fancy books, but not, you know, like, a- let's say ancient fancy books or like <laughs> not based on our world fancy horror books. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, um, which is interesting. Gunmetal Gods might be hmm. horror. Which one? Gunmetal Gods by um, Zamil Akhtar. <laughs> I forgot the name. <laughs> Uh, it's one of my favorites, actually. Um, if you're if you're ever down to read that, Dan, I will read it with you. I'll reread it. Gunmetal. Okay. The last the last book just got released oh, a couple nice. months ago. Is yeah. it 
Maybe. Is it completed it's like, then? With yeah. Okay. Nice. Oh, it's I've like Lovecraftian type. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. The only ones I could find were like it's a collection of stories about ghouls and uh, grave robbers, stuff like that, mm. in the fantasy universe. And it feel it described more like a fairy oh, book. Oh, that okay. picture. Interesting. I thought. I thought there was some weirdly shaped cannon, but now that you said it's Love Lovecraftian, that looks a lot like that octopus thing that all the Lovecraft people seem to like to write about. Cthulhu? Is that what <laughs> it's called? Yeah. Cthulhu? <laughs> yeah, it is. It does seem, the description seems interesting. Uh, I was actually... Cosmic horror, science fiction, fancy. I was actually going to reread it after this, so oh, after nice. we finish this series, so if you want to... Let me know. Maybe. Let me know if you decide. Um, Could could be interesting. Yeah, it's very, very dark. It's very (laughs) violent. It will scratch your grim dark itch for sure. I know a lot of people have read it, and a lot of people have said that it's too much for them. They couldn't finish it. Mm. So, fifty thousand gun-toting paladins march behind him, all baptized in angel blood, thirsty to burn then believers. Okay. Interesting. I've been meaning to read that book, setting. but I don't know if I want to do it too It sounds a bit, I don't know, yeah. how cool is it? It sounds a bit like, I don't know if you've seen the Trench Crusade mm. artwork yeah. or something, which is sort of like, what's that, the book? Oh, oh book free. That's the latest one, or? right? Yeah, oh, I, he sent it to me, but I haven't had a chance to read it yet. Okay, but. because it just says book three, does it not have its own name? Is, are they all it just is, called um, Gunmetal Gods? Uh Elder Epoch. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. Okay, interesting. Yeah, that looks that looks pretty interesting. I might give it a yeah. look. I don't know. I, I am into cosmic horror and that sort of horror. Yeah. I think I didn't know if I had a taste for it, but Burrito Street Station <coughs> is making me think I might. So I might I might check that book out. <laughs> so. hmm. Okay, well, maybe at some point you should also read the, what's it called, the Southern Reach the Southern, trilogy. Oh, I have heard the name. You know, the one, the, you know the movie Annihilation? Oh, I haven't seen the movie, but I know uh, I, this is Jeff Vandermeer, right? I. Yeah, yeah, and the, it's a trilogy, and the Annihilation is inspired from the first oh, book. Okay, okay, and the first book is called... And it is, that's, that's another one. It's very cosmic horror, I guess very much... Yeah, you can also connect a bit to this because there's a lot about how your own mental thing can affect the world around mm. you, and it's like, oh, is this what I'm seeing real or not? It's mm. like it's 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 even more mind bending than this. Oh, it's, interesting. It's so okay, I got it. I got it. It's very it. confusing, and I feel like if you're gonna start, you know, if any of you are ever gonna do a discussion. Uh, read a long discussion about this. It's gonna be something like, "Oh, read three chapters, discuss." <laughs> There's so much things oh, wow. to discuss every time. Oh, that time. sounds fantastic! I've got to, I've got to read it. I, it's been on my list because it was on the new weird, and I'm really liking China Mieville, um What I'm reading now. So, are you yeah. okay? That's good. Yeah, it's really, really weird. But yeah, I, I read the Southern Reach trilogy in an airport from when I had like one day. With waiting for the next mm. layover, and it was super bored. And you know, when you read a whole series just uninterrupted, and it becomes like some sort of fever yeah. dream, yeah. Uh, and you're like tired, but you're like, I'm gonna, just gonna finish it. I'm so, you know, in just in, in limbo in the airport, just waiting. <laughs> you're half asleep half the time or something. Yeah, so it, 
it does enhance maybe oh, yeah. <laughs> the feeling of confusion. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm down for that. Yeah, me too. I got it. Okay, that's cool. Two two trilogies. Yes. Well, let's see. Maybe even maybe this uh, this uh, book series will also go into some cosmic stuff mm. in the next book. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, the, the cover suggested. I'm still waiting for the other gods to show up, and I, I mean, I expect them to show up yeah. at some point. Yeah. Right. I would. Yeah. I, yeah. Especially after the mention with the bedecked, maybe bedecked, maybe victig, maybe some other lookalike swords person from other worlds. Hmm. Yeah. I Maybe we're gonna get some eldritch yeah. gods or something. Some. Some twisted and you know unbelievably weird gods or something because they've been you know doing their own god thing for so mm. long. Yeah, yeah. And I guess we did get a part of it, right? Because we did have like epigraphs or something talking about oh, there was this one god, and then it got fragmented mm. in all these different godlings, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That that happened. Yes. I. It's funny that you mentioned about. We were talking about Witch Dig and Bedecked looking similar, and on chapter 23, the the top uh, little about time being a delusion. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Chapter 23, you said? Yeah. Top of chapter 23. Mm-hmm. Time is a delusion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was um, <laughs> misquoting Einstein. <laughs> we think it's yeah maybe maybe each fundamental physical law of the universe is a delusion of one of the like an an elder god or something oh i like that i really like that and that's why it works Mm. yeah yes uh going maybe we'll sorry go ahead go ahead no, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, going back to the discussion about rules versus no rules, I think in this world, the only rule seems to be that belief brings about existence. Like, we are twisting ourselves into knots, wondering what will happen if this, if that. Mm-hmm. But really, what seems to be um, what will dictate is if enough sane people think something and, like, bring about a concentration of belief or mm-hmm. if one very powerful, uh, deluded, insane person thinks something. So, for your question, Steve, it could be as simple as if Morgan thinks that he will inherit Nux, uh killed people and he's a very powerful, insane person, mm-hmm. he, he will inherit, it seems like. Um, and I think there was even an epigraph about the rules about sanity and stuff that there are some base rules mm, but yeah. um yeah i forget which chapter had it but it was interesting but in i like what i like <laughs> about this book and the world is that it's very self-aware about its rules or lack thereof with i think the epigraphs with all the philosophers contemplating the nature of the world is a really nice touch that's sort of Making it clear that people in the world don't understand it any more than we do. It's kind of like, yeah, <laughs> if if it turned out that dark matter was a delusion or something like that. And then like people are just like writing philosophies about how it works. So it, it, so it's really filling the consistency thing, I guess. There's no, lo- there's no need for logic, it seems like, and uh, because someone needs to believe it to make things happen. 
the only question I have is like the mirrors are sort of the exception, right? The reflections mm. seem to have some limits. The and the people who are are dreaming them up, the they don't seem to have control. Mm-hmm. So whose belief is dictating what they can see? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just the the common belief by people that mirrors are able to do that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't, I don't know, but yeah, I guess there probably would be in a world like that. There would be a lot of like things like potions and other like uh, you know homemade remedies <laughs> and other things yeah. which would actually work. Yeah. I guess right, a lot of folklore, folkloristic stuff, mm-hmm. right? Or stuff like oh, if you go at night at this time of the day. <laughs> Or like it's at this time of the night and under this tree, then you will get cursed or something like that. I would assume all that stuff would work. Yeah, yeah. Right, because it's if it's believed mm. by a lot of people and common knowledge. Yes. Yeah. Or if you go under a ladder, you're unlucky. Yeah. 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 Actually, that would be pretty mm. fun to see. Like some of these like more normal things driven by the belief of normal people. Mm. I guess. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Folklore yeah. belief. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. That's, I guess, one sort of uh, thing that would really round the book out for me or the series out for me a lot more is if we got more sane people perspectives who are actually just doing sane mm. things. We are, we have, as far as I remember, just two sane people we are following, right? Bedeck, maybe. And um, maybe. who? The swordswoman. But we're not getting her perspective. We're just seeing her through no. the eyes of... Um, Stalin, but what does the world look like where it's not being dictated by the insane, right? That feel we are getting glimpses of it through the philosophers, but yeah, I feel like it could use a little more rounding out because they are being impacted by this war and mm-hmm. uh, the godship yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, I guess it would be nice. Yeah, something like maybe, you know, when we had the first chapter about the slaver or something like mm. that, you, you describe a random guy walking down the mm. path, thinking about whatever his yeah, thing, right? Yeah. And then he sees the slaver, and we actually see it through the writing, like described from his perspective. And, you know, the slaver is described very nicely, like he's mm. super friendly, he gives him food or something yeah. and stuff like that right yeah yeah to see exactly their perspective yeah right? exactly how normal people would feel yeah, mm. yeah. because we only saw Gehin's perspective on that and she's already insane and yeah we saw how she got captivated by uh the slaver but what does a normal person look like right yeah yeah and we knew that yeah she knows what she knows what a slaver is so but put like before doing mm. all that just put a normal person doing that so we're like oh what's going on mm. here right you know yeah and then we're like oh it was a slaver mm. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you just put a normal perspective of some someone watching like someone just oh just going to a puff of smoke and it's like the terror and fear yeah. that you must feel like from something like that happening mm. right yeah yeah or one of the undead persons just walking around the <laughs> town or something like that. Yeah. It must be quite, yeah, quite yeah. something. Yeah. I think. That would be great to see, though, that kind of kind of neutral, 
normal person perspective that's not involved or not yeah not have any kind of status just mm -hmm. a normal like yeah. someone just have you read the i know there's like uh, other books in the series like standalone right books i think um there's another book that is a that is a standalone swarm and steel i think something like that but you know maybe is that from someone normal or it's never I, I don't know i just saw it when i was uh, browsing mm. yeah it was a standalone i think and yeah sword swarm of steel i think that's oh, swarm, yeah. yeah i wonder if that would maybe is have you read it Steve? or maybe not i don't know i have not mm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Yeah. For political and religious leaders. Anyway, um, there was one other thing that I forgot. Never mind. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm since we haven't seen the slaver um, yet in this book, I'm beginning to wonder if the purpose of it of his existence in the previous book was to expand uh, this story now what we've, we are beginning to see with Morgan trying to enslave some of his followers yeah. like mm. is that g s were we perhaps given well okay it drove the plot quite a bit because whatever happened with Morgan's ascension happened because of the slaver but also um, were we given that perspective so we can now understand uh, Morgan's uh, just oh, did I lose you guys or did we just lose Dan? No, okay. I think we might have lost Dan. Okay, um, yeah, I was I was wondering if we are now getting a sense of how dirty uh, just being a slaver would be, like just how much Morgan is descending now mm. because of that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, Dan's trying to reconnect. It looks like <laughs> we lost him. Oh, nice. You can see that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Looks like his, uh, he's trying to reconnect. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he'll be back in a second. Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, the um, now that he's gone, we can talk about chapter uh, the. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Is it, is it working? Uh, maybe. We'll let him walk into some spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Are you still there, Dan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, lost oh, me again. Lost him um, again. Yeah, we'll give him a, a minute or two. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think the dragon is um, is super interesting because that's mm -hmm. on chapter thirty-three. It kind of starts to set up and yeah. And the army that is marching did avoid. It sounds like the farm, the farmhouse. Mm. Yeah, yeah. There's something interesting about the farmhouse, which the the dragon uh, destroyed them after the f after we were told about the farmhouse, right? Mm. Yeah. So there's something going on at the farmhouse that's weird. I feel like we're supposed to be really interested and terrified of the dragon at this point hey dan <laughs> uh, it works now okay. <laughs> okay i feel like we're supposed to be terrified of the dragon but i'm not i'm not feeling it i'm not there yet and i don't feel like we have enough room to develop the level of horror to be terrified of what's going to happen 
Let's let's see. I was thinking something about what you were saying before about the slaver and now Morgan sort of becoming slaver. I was thinking that maybe it's not that bad given that the commands he gives to his general are like, oh, shower <laughs> twice a day, eat three times. You know, it's like, okay, that seems pretty good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but maybe I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> he's yeah. taking away his willpower, no? We have, I think, I don't know if we saw, we only saw Gehin's perspective when she was enslaved by uh, the other guy. And it felt pretty bad to not have control over what you were thinking. Yeah, but maybe like in that case, we were like, oh, you know, this guy's making me do bad things, which I don't really, you know. Mm. So so that might give you a internal dissonance and might make it seem like, oh, maybe this is not what I want. But if you give... Mm suggestions or you give orders about things which are good and they might mm. want already to do they wouldn't figure it out because they're mm. sort of like oh you know i made this decision myself sort of yeah that that makes sense that yeah yeah but yeah but, it just seems like that a lot of the time like oh you know we're supposed to feel sort of oh he's doing such a bad thing and i'm like oh, is it that bad compared to everything else? I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of in, on his side, you know? Yeah, yeah. A bit. Well, what's funny, you mentioned the, you know, eat three meals a day, and he thought back to the slaver and, and not having the, the the one person be able to um, use, use the bathroom, I guess you can say. Uh, yeah. Nice way of saying it. He thought back to that, and it was like, okay, well, you are going to eat three meals a day. Like, mm-hmm. take that. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. and go to the latrines, Ooh. like, uh, you know, just be, be clean and <laughs> try to be clean. And, <laughs> and it's not that bad. He's the kinder, gentler slaver. <laughs> gentler yeah. slaver. I mean, if, there's gonna, <laughs> if there have to be a slaver, it might as well be Morgan, you know? Yeah, yeah, he's probably going to be... I don't know about kind, but the most uh, yeah clean wanting slave. Yeah. So may- maybe maybe the solution is just let Morgan conquer everything, and then maybe give him some some therapy to overcome his uh, you know obsession <laughs> with uh, that. Seems like the best solution, to be honest. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of these. Yeah, why isn't therapy like a really important science or profession in this world? I like, feel like a lot of these delusion <laughs> yeah. people would benefit from it or it would help keep them in check. You know, you just have someone next to you that gives you therapy to keep mm. you in check. You know, <laughs> psychiatry hasn't been invented yet. <laughs> yet someone needs to believe in it. To yeah. Me. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, that, that's really interesting. How would it work in this world? So would you just like stop believing that you're deluded and so now you you are a sane person again? The, the third book is just going to be Morgan's conversations with his psychiatrist. <laughs> <That's what> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, because he is, I guess he is aware of his delusions. So he might, you know, he probably would be able to do like something like that, sort of like, yeah. oh, you know, yeah. now everything is fine. Let me just work, work through my issues. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the cover is just, uh, what is it? It's a dream. <laughs> What's on the cover is a dream. <laughs> and the book is just therapy session. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, or actually even like, oh, like a hypnotist would be super powerful. Oh, just mm. hypnotize a delusion you know, 
big looted guy, and he's gonna do whatever you want. Hmm. Is that what yeah. a slave is? Pretty much, right? I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's more brute force. <laughs> this, so the slaver couldn't charm Morgan, right? Because if if he he wouldn't he wouldn't have been able to enslave Morgan after he ascended. It had to be before, right? Mm. I think even before he was too powerful, right? He tried, but he was too mm. powerful. I think. Oh, okay. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways. Hmm. Oh, uh, anything else you guys can think of and wrap your minds into a pretzel <laughs> over? <laughs> oh, I think that's it. I think I'm good, yeah. Cool. So uh, next week, I guess we'll finish off the book? Yep. Sure, yeah. <clears throat> cool. Do you know how big the next book is, Steve? I'm not sure. I do have the arc, but I'm not sure. Let me see if I can. Hmm. Uh, let's see. It is doesn't say I can try and pull up the arc, though. Have you read anything else by Jeff Vandermeer, Dan? No, because I read that and then I was like confused. And I was like, I don't know if I, <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to be confused or not. Mm. Mm. And then I didn't. I don't know what else he wrote, to be honest. But it's in, it's interesting. It's in, it's an interesting series. Yeah, yeah. Is this the one? I feel like I saw a really nice picture with a woman who had. Uh, mushrooms for ears and uh, some weird type of hair coming out. It was one of Vandermeer's trilogies, uh, but I, I feel like it's not that one. But maybe I misremember. Mm. I feel it's something else. It was really pretty that and yeah, I don't know. But yeah, like a lot of the things that even if I say <clears throat> that I was confused or didn't like it. I, I have very specific tastes, so I, mm. it's, it's not, um, yeah. The, uh, what? Oh, I think I figured out which book you meant about the life-stealing, I, now I know. I think I know who it might connect to. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, you, you'll we'll see. see. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and there's a lot of books which I've read. Like, I've read the first book, and I was like, this is good. Mm -hmm. And then the second one, I'm like, I cannot do this. <laughs> I don't know. It's just something we Like, for example, Baro Cormorant, I really like the first book, and the mm -hmm. second one just lost me immediately. And I don't know why exactly. Mm -hmm. I don't... Not sure exactly why. Is it? Is it that... It bothers you when it doesn't go a certain direction that you want it to, or I feel like a lot of time the first book is innovative and there's like, oh, it's new, it's new, you know, it's, um, narrative structure here or whatever, something original. And then the second one, I see it start going back into the tracks of 
what mm. has been done before and I'm like I don't I, I feel like I know where this is going sort of mm. Mm. Um, and it's like sort of like I don't know if you've ever read Empress uh, what was it no. uh, what was it uh, Karen Miller Karen Miller Empress of Mijak uh, right the, I've heard about this the mm. first book is amazing it's mm. one it's so good I love the first book. The second and third book, I hate so much. <laughs> it's like, I don't... The, the, potent- the first one had huge potential. It was super into it, so original, mm. so much, so different, the perspective, the characters, the mm. universe, everything. And the second one is just the most boring, tried thing, which I've read a thousand <laughs> times. Interesting. And it's just so sad. So sad to me. I haven't... Yeah, I feel like I've heard someone else say that too, or maybe you mentioned it once before, but yeah, that that seems to be the common perception of this trilogy. And I also think I know what you're talking about. I, it's not, I don't DNF and I typically also tend to finish series that Mm. I've started. But there's one YA series that I had to stop. The first one had this really interesting magic and it was an interesting character setting. Mm-hmm. The character's mom had died. She was dealing with grief. I thought it did a lot of things really well. And mm-hmm. then the second thing became a standard, you know, young person leads a revolution thing. Oh, and I'm I like, I, I don't... <laughs> I, I decided I'm not going to read first person present tense, present tense YA books anymore. Because <laughs> as a jaded 30-something person, I cannot stand behind you when you go on about how you got this and you can lead the world into revolution and whatnot. I'm like, nope. <laughs> Wait till you meet your first boss you don't like and then come back and talk to me. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. There was another... I don't know if you're, do you remember a series of books in which, like, the villain is the protagonist. Like, she's a, a young girl, uh, and this, there's this, this evil empire which is conquering her um, oh. country, mm-hmm. and then she becomes the villain, and it's all, he uses all, like, the stereotypical villain sort of things, uh, and hero, you know, the, the good guys and bad guys, but now the bad guys are winning. Mm. I tried to remember what it was. Uh... The Nevernight? Is that the one you're thinking of? Don't think so. <laughs> Is she an uh, assassin? <laughs> no, no, no. She's like, she's, she becomes like the, the apprentice of the villain. Mm. But mm. then in the second book, like, the more it goes ahead, it's like, oh, I guess these guys are not really the villains. They're kind of the heroes, I guess. Mm. And the, the good guys are, like, unreasonable and, um, you know... Uh, and I was like, okay, I, I guess. <laughs> but it's, it's not really what I was looking for. Hmm. Yeah. I pulled up the, the third book, but it, I have the, um, like the, raw, like uh, the unedited or the, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't have a table of contents. So. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. So, okay. I'm not sure how big it is. We'll have to figure it out. We'll mm. see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. But cool. So uh, next week we'll finish it off and. Go from there. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. Cool. So until then, uh, Varsha, will you uh, give us an outro? (laughs) Uh, You can find me on uh, my YouTube channel, Reading by the Rainy Mountain. 
the about page has other ways to reach me you can also find my podcast it's called bright threads in the tapestry uh, it's available on apple google and amazon their podcasting platforms nice everybody go check that out and dan um yeah <laughs> quickest you can find me page during <laughs> and uh yeah i don't know that's good enough i think yeah <laughs> awesome well we will uh talk about the rest of the mirror's truth i'm really anxious to hear what both of you think about the end of this okay. one interesting and we will uh we'll figure it out next week okay. thanks everyone oh uh, well, uh, uh next week i'm traveling so we'll need to reschedule but we'll talk about that on the forum i guess we can meet on tuesday if that works for you guys yeah. yeah, I might yeah. also be away next Monday. So. Okay, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's a holiday, so yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, okay. so uh, anyone listening, we'll uh, talk about the book sometime next week. <laughs> we'll let everyone know. I'll add it to the show notes when uh, this one goes live. So, everyone mm-hmm. Cool. We'll talk to everyone then. Okay, bye, bye guys. Bye.